And now, Chewing the Fat Summer Sports Show with your host with the most, Bevan Jones. Australia's cricket superstars, a man who's played 14 test matches for Australia. He's also played 42 ODIs and 16 T20s. We'll introduce him in a moment though. Big thank you to Bickford's here, of course. Uh, we've got the new Red Drink Ice Coffee. Thanks to them for being one of our sponsors, as well as Anytime Fitness Glenelg and Beresford Wines. Uh, all doing a great job. Good SA products, of course. Now, the man to my left, he is the Adelaide Strikers. Captain is also the skipper of the Redbacks and the vice captain of the Australian Test cricket team. It's a huge pleasure to have him on Chewing the Fat. Travis Head, great to have you on, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, so, mate, um, obviously recently we beat the Pakistan side there, 2 0 in the series, um, finished off in Adelaide recently this week. Both pretty comfortably in the end uh, with an innings with both of those games. Um, were you a bit surprised in terms of how easy the boys did it against Pakistan? Yeah, a little surprising on, on the results, I guess, but I think credit goes to the boys and how well they were able to play for us to bowl the way we did. And um, I guess the question marks around our batting from last summer and, and the Ashes to go out and, and to, to be so good with the bat and be so ruthless. And that's one thing we've spoken about as a team is when you get a start to go on with it. And um, we did that tremendously well and I didn't get much of a go so um, no, great great couple of weeks from the boys it's a great platform to start our summer I guess going into a really big series against New Zealand yeah New Zealand's number two in the world at the moment so they're going on quite nicely I can't wait for this series um, how do you boys match up match up against them yeah I haven't played for, against New Zealand for quite a while I played a lot of one day cricket against them early in my career so um, very competitive side again they're playing some really good test cricket at the moment to beat England and um, put them under real pressure in their home conditions um, I guess we have we have home, home, home ground advantage, I guess, and we play really well in Perth. Um, Melbourne and Sydney, we've got to find ways, I guess, after last year learning on, on playing on them sort of wickets, but I guess we started the summer so well last year against India and Perth, so make sure we hit the ground running and, and, and to start what we were able to do in the last couple of weeks. And let's talk about the uh, Travis Head career. Um, started off playing cricket with Teacher Gully, and then you've obviously gone and played for the Redbacks, skip for the Redbacks, and do so well with the Strikers as well. And then um, last year you made a debut for Australia against Pakistan. Um, yeah, talk us through the journey and how it all happened. Yeah, I guess a long time ago now for me, even though I'm still pretty young. Um, yeah, Teacher Gully comes through the ranks. Um, was pretty fortunate to have Peter Sleep and um, a very good senior playing group that is still going um, at Teacher Gully there. And, and, and I guess I got rushed through the grades and. Um, played a lot of senior cricket at a young age and, and, and got rushed through that system. So I'm very fortunate to play with some, some senior guys over my career and um, who probably taught me the ropes and taught me the way to go about it. And I think I matured very quickly by playing with older guys. Um, and then, yeah, just I, said, I guess sort of flourished later in, in my teen years and, and had a really good 17s and um, a couple of really good under-19s uh, carnivals for South Australia that sort of rushed me into the, the Redback scene, I guess, and then play first-class cricket. Um, probably something that I didn't foresee happening as quickly as it did, but, um, yeah, I guess Chuck Berry to, to thank for that and, and, and Jamie Cox and the guys who were there um, when I started and um, very similar to my Tea Tree Gully years where I had some really great senior players around in the Redbacks 
um, had Hughesy, had Maxi Klinger, uh, Andrew McDonald played a couple of years, um, Coopsburg, um, Dan Christian. So I had some really good senior guys. Nathan Lyon was another one. So um, that really took me under, more, under their wing. At an 18 year old, just sort of find the ropes and then was pretty rough on the edges probably and um, pretty aggressive sort of player. And, 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 and they taught me everything. So I just loved being around the older blokes. And I guess from the young days of Teacher Gully, then moved into being exactly the same position as I was for the Redbacks. And let's go back to 2015. I was there, Trevor. It was unbelievable. Uh, New Year's Eve, you scored your first ever 100 in the Big Bash. It was 153 balls against the Sydney Sixers. Now, I was, as a spectator, I was like, nah, there's no chance we're going to win this game. Firstly, how the heck did you do it? And uh, what a thrill it must have been in front of your home crowd as well. Yeah, I guess so. Big Bash is a great platform for, for young players. And we've seen that now with the likes of Weathers and, and, and Carey. And, um, yeah, I guess that was me back a couple of years ago. And, um, sort of, yeah, hit the scene and, um, yeah, I'm not sure how I quite did it. I haven't been able to do it since, so, um, but it was one of those nights, it was New Year's, it's a, it's, it's a game that you want to play well in, it's a game that, as I've said, since probably that night is, we haven't lost a New Year's game and, and we want to make it a pinnacle, we want to make it a real um, show for well, the Adelaide Strikers and for the Big Bash and we've been able to achieve that and I guess that was one stepping stone of making sure that we were able to keep that night. Um, it's something that I guess has set with the fans um, over the years and something they're going to try and replicate, but um, it could be more perfect on that night to try and to pull that off and, and, and have that spectacle on that night is, is something that's been remembered, which is nice. Uh, it's nice to be a part of, I guess, that, that, that culture, I guess, or the history of that late strike to, to really boom the New Year's fixture and, and to get it to what it is right now. And back in last year, actually, October last year, you made the debut for Australia, you got the baggy green, first ever test match against Pakistan. Firstly, what a thrill it must have been to uh, be given your first bag of green and, and, and the game itself, mate. How'd it go? Yeah, everything that you work for, I guess. It's something that I probably tried a little hard for um, a couple of years before that. And I guess with playing a little bit of one-day career, it felt like I wasn't far off. And um, I guess I went to the Australia A tour to India just before that tour. And sort of, I remember sitting there in my hotel and just thinking like, oh, if it's not to happen, then sweet, I'm going to Worcester. Um, I'll have probably a bit of time off after Worcester and chill out. Um, I was still only 24, 25, 24 at the time. Um, I've got plenty of time on my side. Don't worry about test cricket. Um, don't try and rush it. And I had a really, really good day to us. So found myself then being in Dubai and um, in a flash playing test cricket. So um, I was really relaxed and calm and, and wasn't rushing it and um, wasn't too nervous or anything. I'd worked extremely hard over that period. so. Um, the first things didn't go quite as well as I would have liked and um, I guess everything that you work for and no one really sees the hard work that goes on and I only see the three balls or the four balls that I faced in that first innings and probably thought I wasn't up to it, it wasn't good enough so it was nice to then play a role in what was a magical test match to be able to get the draw, battle a lot of time in the second innings with Usman. Um, it was something that was pretty special and, and the, the senior guys of the group that have had a lot of troubles in Asia, I probably won't um, understand how, how special that week was until later in my career when I've probably gone through some of the lows of Asia and hopefully we don't get to that stage but I guess the highs and lows of, of playing over there and, and how difficult it is, I've, I've got a huge respect for what we're able to do so um, a lot of hard work went into it. And uh, speaking of playing against Asia, against Sri Lanka this year in February, you made your, uh, you actually scored your first ever Test 100, went to make 161, you and Joe Burden to rescue Australia after a little bit of early trouble, I think they're 3 for 28 at one stage. Um, what was it like scoring your first ever century actually on home soil as well? Yeah, it was, it was again another magical day. It was something that probably was building up. I felt like I had a really good series against India without sort of going on and getting scores. I started the, the series really well in Adelaide and Perth. Um, 
and then I had my opportunity in Brisbane against Sri Lanka and I think I got 80, 82, 83 and um, was really, really disappointed not to, to go on and, and get a score because there was a lot of pressure, I guess, on our batting unit around that time with not no, no hundreds. So um, I guess I knew I was in good form. I was about to stay relaxed and then uh, again got my opportunity on a beautiful batting wicket in Canberra and was able to go on and make it a big score and, and win a test match for Australia. So... Um, yeah, it was a perfect finish to the summer, I guess, after I felt like I probably missed a couple of chances. I was able to make it up at the end against Sri Lanka. But, um, yeah, to get that first one was, was great. It's now making sure I can get a couple, a couple more. And let's go back to the Ashes this year. One of the best ever Ashes series you can ever wish to see, I reckon. Um, unfortunately, yeah, we couldn't win the Ashes series in terms of um, from a, a, a games perspective. But obviously, we, we took the Ashes back to Australia, which is great. Um, talk to us through the Ashes, though, mate, and uh, what it was like facing Joffrey Archer with those bounces. You know, obviously, he hit Steve Smith and also Marcus Lamashan in the helmet and um, bowling so fast. And obviously, um, through Broad just swinging the ball left, right, and centre. Um, what it was like facing against those guys? They were an exceptional bowling unit. I think when we went to England, it was all going to be about who could probably get the most runs. We know both both bowling bowling teams were exceptional and put both teams under pressure. So it was probably finding a way and, and knowing that some at some stages it's going to look ugly and some stages it's not. we're probably not going to get as many runs as we would have liked, but making sure we could just get enough for our bowlers. That's probably how the series panned out. It was we were able to, to find ways to, to get ourselves into, into winning positions. Obviously, Steve Smith had an unbelievable Ashes series. Manus Lubbershane was able to step up in, in big moments, and and then and Wadey was able to get two hundreds. And and amongst that, um, I was able to add some really good partnerships. So as a batting unit, we were able to find a way to, to get the scores that we could win. And our bowling unit was exceptional. It was up there with one of the best Test series, as you said. And everyone you talk to at home has watched it. And as we're on the tour, you get caught in that bubble, I guess, on, and you don't realise what's going on around you. And um, I remember talking to the media sort of in Manchester, in Leeds after after Stokes, he'd gone nuts and um, sort of where's this sort of sit in the big scheme of things and they were sort of talking it up to be as good as 2005, which at the time you, you don't really get a grasp on, on how good it was and they went to Manchester and what a test match that was to regain the Ashes and the, the only fizz was probably how, how, how disappointing the last test went to, to if that test was a, a cracker as well, we would have had five unbelievable test matches. So it ebbed and flowed. It was, uh, it was a tough tour to be on, um, but it, at the same time, it was, it was very rewarding. It was so enjoyable to be on. and um, To regain the Ashes was an amazing feeling. It was disappointing not winning them, but it's something that a team hasn't been able to do for a very long time. For people that don't understand our cricket, uh, how do the conditions differ in terms of playing cricket in Australia and over there in England? Because obviously some of our batsmen, like Warner, for example, so good in Australia, but he has a bit of trouble over there in England. I just got the 95 uh, runs in the 10, 10 innings. Yeah, it can be quite different. Um, you can have some unbelievable batting days and then um, halfway through the day the clouds can come over and, and I guess the conditions play such a big factor in it. Um, we seem to, during that series, bat all the time in the dark and under the clouds. And for the first, I guess, for the first three or four tests, we, we copped some bad end of the stick on the, in, the, in the weather front and um, our batters did a wonderful job to try and find a way through that. Um, but it seemed like we were always batting in the dark, which is disappointing, it's hard. Um, obviously, they used the 2017 Duke, um, which they've changed since. With a, with a big, used to have a bigger seam, more movement in the air, um, and and the wickets are, are normally pretty green and, and, and pretty lively. We actually got some pretty dry, um, flat wickets, which actually probably played more in our hands with our fast bowlers and, and Nathan Lyon, who was exceptional for the Ashes series. So the wickets probably suited us more than what we thought they were going to be. When we kept wrapping up and seeing dry wickets, who were we probably couldn't believe what we were getting, but um, sort of day four, day five, we knew Nathan was going to come in the game. So 
there's a lot of factors uh, in England, uh, factors that can change very quickly throughout the day. You can get three or four different weather changes and it just means that big moments of the game move and the game moves extremely quickly. So um, we found that in, in parts of the series, but it, it makes for great cricket. And your dad, Simon, obviously has been a big influence on your career. Shout out to uh, Simon, he was my footy coach at Parry Hills back in the day. Copped a few sprays from him um, back in the days. Uh, is he, does he give you a few sprays as well? We don't score enough runs and back in the footy days as well? Or? He's not too bad now. Um, he's pretty relaxed. I'm a pretty relaxed character. So um, we don't probably talk as much cricket as we probably used to. Um, I remember the long drive, well, not the long drives, but the drives from home to Tea Tree Gully. And um, over them years probably um, made me to what I am now and, and, and that pretty relaxed and, 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 and thoughtful and the, the process of what's happening and, and talking through either selections or form slumps or, or, or going really, really well. So it kept me very levelled. Um, but there was a lot of them chats. There's not as many as them now. I'm sort of not too worried at the moment. and um, Don't try and get caught up in what's going on. So um, days off are days off and I don't try and talk to him too much about cricket. But um, yeah, again, he was exceptional. I'm not getting, I don't get as many sprays now. It's probably because I'm not living at home. So, um, but yeah, he, he, he's a massive part of, of who I am and what I've been doing, what I've able to be achieving, and same as mum as well, just to the effort that I put in um, over my career. And um, but the long chats and the, and the, I still have them with him, but um, they're probably not as long as anymore, or not. They're pretty quick on the phone, but um, yeah, he's still there to have a chat too, which is nice. Excellent. Um, now, like a lot of cricketers, you love your golf, Trav, but what handicap do you play off? And uh, do you rate yourself as a handy golfer or are you a bit of a hacker? I'm nine at the minute, the handicap, which isn't too bad. Um, I played the last couple of days. I played actually all right yesterday, but um, yeah, it's something that's, yeah, I'm hooked, I'm hooked by it. I haven't sort of got the bug bug at the minute. Um, I've come off it a little bit and I'm a bit disappointed in the way I'm playing at the minute. But yeah, any opportunity, I think that's probably uh, the happy place at the moment. Is I remember at Royal Adelaide, so um, beautiful place of the world so um, to get out and, and just to be out and be active really um, means I'm not thinking about cricket um, play with a lot of the, the senior members there and, and, and guys who aren't involved in cricket so it's a nice escape um, from what I do and um, over the last three days I've been able to get out there a couple of times which is nice I'll have to put the sticks away for a few weeks now we've got a busy schedule but yeah golf's something that I just enjoy I enjoy the, the aspect of trying to hit the pure shot and, uh, and the competitive side of things. And your partner Jess, um, you won't really touch you above there, mate. She's a lovely lady, you're well done. <laughs> when, when did you meet her and uh, how's it all going? Yeah, we went to school together. Um, we're together at school for a bit and then and parted ways for a few years. And um, yeah, couldn't be more happier to, to get back um, together. And, and yeah, she's been amazing over this little period. Um, we've been together three years now. So um, yeah, the highs and lows, I guess, of, of my career and, and also hers. But she's she's done a wonderful job. She's amazing. So. Um, yeah, I couldn't, yeah, couldn't be more happy at the moment with how everything's going and, and she's been brilliant to have on tour and um, gives a great perspective on things and it's great to talk to and, and, and come home after a bad day or a good day and, 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 and being consistent and um, there's no better feeling I guess to coming home so um, yeah, she's been amazing. And in the change rooms, uh, who leads under the Southern Cross these days uh, when you get an Aussie win? Obviously, David Boone used to do it back in the day. Who's the leader in the Aussie change rooms now? Yeah, Lino, Lino got a hand down, I think, from Huss. So, yeah, Nathan, Nathan, we did it out in the Village Green the other day, actually. So, um, it was a pretty special moment under the lights out there at Adelaide Oval. So, um, he thinks of different ways, I guess. Uh, it's a bit harder now with media and, and everyone watching, I guess, it got well publicised, I guess, in Manchester when the crowd seen us, I guess, the media seen us out on the ground. So find little quirky ways to 
I guess not sometimes get away from it, but um, it's a pretty special thing to be. It's a pretty special bond, I guess, to sing the Australian cricket song, and um, it's a it's a great little moment. So um, he finds little ways of, of of making it special, and um, yeah, the other night was was a great one. So um, he's got hold of it at the minute, and, and he does a fantastic job at it. And uh, is there anyone that um, doesn't mind a bit of a prank? And obviously with I've been speaking to past, past people involved with footy and that sort of thing. They love their pranks in footy and you've been involved with footy clubs before, Trav. Is there any guys in the career change rooms that don't mind a prank or two? Um, I'm trying to think. It's more so, um, well, there's not as many pranks that it gets on because there's probably, I think Darren Lehman was very good at it when he was coach, um, snipping socks and all sorts of things, but uh, it's probably drifted out a little bit. Um, you can't really mess with too many bikes gear at the minute, they get a bit funny with it. So there's not as much as it that goes on. Darren was massive on it. And I know when he coached Australia, he was big uh, at it. And when he coached Queensland, he was even bigger. So I've heard a few stories of Buffer over the, over the years um, with the pranks. I wouldn't want to be on the end of him. I wouldn't be doing anything to Buffer because he just takes it too fast. So um, he's had some exceptional ones over the years. And what about the funniest teammates uh, within state cricket and also Australian cricket? Um, you have a few boys in? Or? The funniest ones? Um, the, well, Lemo is very... Jake Lemo for the Sackers is very funny. Um, I enjoy enjoy his company. Um, for Australia, I mean, there's not really many funny guys. They get the same joke. After spending a lot of time with me, you get the same jokes non-stop. Um, I actually find Josh Hazelwood exceptionally funny. Um, just sort of this witty, very witty, very quiet and very sly, but um, yeah, he's always good for a laugh. So I sat with him for four months on the bus at the Ashes. So you find ways of, of getting the good stuff out of him. So um, yeah, when he, when he says something, it's pretty funny. And before I let you go, uh, let's finally finish off with that win for the Strikers back in 2017-18, win that first ever BBL. Uh, what a thrill that must have been. And uh, who led the celebrations in the change rooms after the game trip? Yeah, well, exceptional uh, night, I guess. It's something that uh, I guess South Australia has been a bit lean on, on, on silverware over the years and it was nice to give back I guess after a very we're very passionate and supportive fans so um, it was amazing to actually give back and, and, and have some success which is what I'm desperate to do and, and obviously with our Shield competition or, or our one day competition for South Australia it's, it's well overdue that we have some success so it was nice to have that feeling the celebrations they were nice we went to 2KW I think after I had an early flight the next day so oh. I think I pulled pin about three or four in the morning, which is which is all right for me. I was I was ready to charge, but had to had to rein it in. So I actually woke up with a trophy in my bed. So um, <laughs> I, I I took uh, control of the trophy, and then I let the boy the boys were going to take it out, but they didn't want it. So I, I took it home with me for the night. Um, actually, I think I made a late entrance into the West End Brewery the next day. So that was me to blame because it was in bed with me. So. Um, I, uh, I left the boys and they were going nicely, so, um, but a magical night. We sat out in Adelaide Oval for, for a pretty long time and soaked it all in. It was, it was an amazing feeling. So to, to, to have a squad to come in for six weeks, um, and the strikers have always been very good at the, the culture and the environment that we create. Um, we've had some very, very enjoyable years. We had some years where we finished on top and missed the finals. So to, to cap it off and to, to go all the way was, um, with the same group pretty much for three or four years was an exceptional night. Well, Trav, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Showing the Fats today. Uh, thanks to Macca and the Helix Group for organising you today uh, and giving us your time because I know how busy you are, mate. It's uh, been an absolute pleasure yeah. speaking to you today. Yes. Um, thanks to Matt Hill for filming for us and to Bickford's uh, Eton Fitness and Barrett's Wines as well. Um, take care, everyone. See you next time. Bye for now.